5.4 million viewers. Sabrina Vistev was the most watched part of NBA All-Star Saturday. And today I get to talk to Sabrina's body double <laughs> in many campaigns. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. That is the intro, and now it's time to start on Locked On Women's Basketball. Happy Thursday. Thank you so much for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen. Six days a week, over 175,000 listeners in January alone, and I'm taking a page out of the other Thursday and most of our day's host, Howard Megdahl, we are on track to beat 175,000 listeners in February, with, which is a month with only 29 days. Somehow we're going to meet and beat the January listeners that we had. The team at The Next is contributing over 100 reported pieces every single month. So make sure you subscribe. Head over to thenexthoops.com, $9 a month, $72 a year. I love it. And I am so happy that I got to represent the next hoops as credential media this past weekend at NBA All-Star Weekend. And the best part was I was joined by my best friend and the person we have on as a guest today, Edona Thacky. Edona is a broadcaster across college hoops. She spent time at the NBA. She started her own camp in her home country of Kosovo. She played there as a player, will be coaching there this summer. Idona, we are so excited to have you. We're going to be covering so many different things. We're going to talk about All-Star Weekend. You're going to talk about your time as Sabrina's literal body double. See your reaction yeah. from All-Star Weekend. And she is going to be walking us through all the stunners she has seen in mid-major hoops this year as an analyst and a reporter going from playing in college to now reporting on the game. We are so excited to get this going. Today's episode is presented to you by LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn every single day. I'm always posting on LinkedIn. And it's not just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Head over to linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we got those ads out the way. Edona, so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Gigi. This is a little bit different for us. Oh, this is different. We we usually are hanging out and texting. And this past weekend, we hung out in the great state of Indiana. <laughs> How was it for you to see Sabrina go head to head against Steph this past weekend yeah. in person? I mean, it, it was amazing. I mean, we were talking about this a lot, but just what she has done and kind of the challenge she took on, I don't think people realize how much pressure that is and kind of there could be that fear of failure, but what I love what she said is just like, if you can shoot, you can shoot. And I think that's just, that should be the message across all boards. And one of the things I, I, I heard her say is just, you know, the goal for her was never to win or lose. It's just 
this match, the respect she got from Stephen Curry and to push the boundaries and to level the playing field. I think that's, that's what the message was. And she did that. Like she scored, she had 26 points tying Dame's winning score. So it's like, you look at that and you're like, wow, like it doesn't matter. You're a girl or a boy, you know, you could do it. Shooters shoot and you shoot. That's you know. a message. I mean, I wish I knew that. I told you when I play basketball, <laughs> not shooting the ball. You did shoot the ball though. So for you as someone who was a shooter, say you were a little girl watching that, mm-hmm. would that mean the world for you to see her go head to head with one of the best men's oh, shooters of all time? Oh my God, absolutely. And actually when I was um, when I was working the W All-Star last year, they needed somebody to go through the the three-point contest just for like rehearsal, right? And I was like, yeah, like I got this. And it, again, this is just to show that it looks easy, but it's not. So I have, I was fresh out of college and, you know, probably not working out as much. I wasn't working out the way I used to, but I get to the second rack and I'm like dying. And it's like, Mm -hmm. people don't realize how exhausting it is physically and to be on point mentally and focused, but also having that next play mentality. Like if you miss a shot, just kind of lock, having a one second, um, next second, let me knock down this next shot and just being locked in. And I don't think people realize how hard that is. So what she's been doing has been incredible for women's basketball, especially. So, man, you got tired shooting from the W line. Sabrina shot from the NBA three-point line. And man, so Edon and I sit next to each other. We're watching this happen. We see Sabrina clank. I, I mean, switch, switch, switch. First rack, all makes. Then second rack, she also starts making off the first couple. And then we could tell maybe she's getting a little bit tired, but I want you to talk a little bit more about that reset because she's making all these. She just had the best record, 37. I think it was 37 last year and the one that you warmed up for um, where she (laughs) ended up beating Steph's record. So this past weekend when she's making all those and then she misses a money ball, for you as a shooter, what is that mental reset? Does it kind of depend on the person? Like, is it an actual physical reset or is it more, is it more a uh, self-talk kind of thing? I think it's more, it's, it's the self-talk, but also just focusing on the process. Like if you're, when you're shooting, if you're trying to, if you're telling yourself, I got to make this shot. Now you're kind of taking yourself out of, let me just get in my, let me get in my pocket, hold my follow through. And that's all I could focus on. If you could just focus on the process of the shot, that's all you can control. Right. So I think that's like the most important part of when it comes to shooting, especially at that pace and trying to make every shot. And when you do miss a shot is just having that next play mentality of like, okay, okay, what did I do wrong in that shot? But you have to have that quick autocorrect in your head. Like that shot was a little bit to the left. Okay. Now let me get it. Let me get it to the front of the rim. My I'm short. Let me get my legs more involved. Or it's just, I mean, <laughs> it's repetition. The more you shoot, the more you shoot, you know, what feels right. What doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, that showed Sabrina ended up finishing off with a whole bunch of makes, made her last money ball. Steph edged her out. He just made more clutch shots. He didn't sh- like start off as hot as she did. He made more money balls. But like you said, Sab, 26 points. She was shy of Curry's record this past weekend by three points. For you, as someone who's also working in this industry, where do you see this competition going? And are you ignoring all the people that are like, what the heck was that for? Because numbers don't lie, 5.4 million viewers in just the 15 minutes of the event. 
Well, I, I think you said it best is the numbers don't lie. Five over five million viewers. Clearly, people wanted to see that. And I definitely think there was doubters. Um, like, what is this? Why, why are they doing this? There was a lot of the naysayers and that. But I think this was just a big statement. And I think there's going to be more of it, um, whether that's Sabrina and Steph or other players. Like, we don't know. There could be a little K Caitlin Clark. Like, who knows? I think it's just this is just amazing for basketball and not just women's basketball, just basketball and just stepping out of our comfort zone because the comfort zone is just to see a man um, do it and not go against a girl. So I think that was definitely great by the league to do that. It was, it was amazing to watch amazing to be there with you. And we got to talk more about you playing Sabrina, not just seeing what it's like to do this three-point contest, but also to be her body double. That's coming up after this little break. Locked on Women's Basketball today is brought to you by LinkedIn. Like I said before, I use LinkedIn every single day. I am posting on that. People know that. If you know me, you know I'm posting on LinkedIn. It's not oh, yeah. just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86 whole percent of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Quick turnaround, great way to find quality candidates. So head over to linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so you don't um, you served as Sabrina's body double. Yeah, it's not an easy task. How is that? <laughs> well, I was joking around with my coach earlier. He's like, "Wait, why didn't they ask you to be a double uh, for the three point contest?" And I was like, "Ah, they didn't. They didn't want me to show out." But <laughs> um, yeah, I I've been her body double which is kind of funny when I think about it um I was her body double for the NBA 2k commercial and obviously like we don't look alike it's just more so your body I guess and you <laughs> I was in the gym and I think I had to like run from the half court line and just do like a couple moves so that like if she wasn't there or whatever it was she couldn't stay the whole time like I would do that from the back so they would record from the back of your head and somehow it looks like real and it's like wow that's the back of my head <laughs> <laughs> that is the back of my head and then also you got to spend some time with her after this three-point competition did that come up at all the the whole Steph versus Sabrina thing honestly it didn't because she was really busy but she's just always really nice and um like such a chill person I feel like she's also really humble but yeah, we didn't get to talk about it also. I, I wish I did bring that up, but you know, it was business time. So no business as usual. And you and I were sitting next to each other, three point competition ends. I'm like, I gotta go hear from them right now. I run my little body down to the media room. And this is just a nod to her and how amazing she is. Is I have been at Liberty Games. Who knows if she remembered me from that or not? But she turned to me and she goes, Hey, what's up? I'm like, girl, don't act like you didn't just do what you, you just you do a so whole three point contest. Literally. And then also like the physical exhaustion is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then they have to hop into the press conference yeah. after that. No, so, she's really nice. She's so nice. And I'm I'm in total agreement with you. I think this was great for basketball in general, because yes, yeah. shoot or shoot. Um, is there any other takeaways that we haven't talked about that you might have from that? 
No, I mean, I think we pretty much covered it of just like pushing, pushing the boundaries. I think that's been the message of this. Like we talked about, Sabrina said this, the goal for her wasn't to focus on winning or losing whatever, whatever the result was, um, is just what she did for the game, uh, the game of basketball and just doing something different and new and out of the comfort zone. I think that's amazing. And it's going to keep happening. The more you do it, the more things happen. So isn't that deep? And the more you do what you do, let's pivot to broadcasting a little bit right now. You have a game tonight. Fordham is playing St. Louis women's basketball. Yep. You've covered Fordham. You've covered Iona, Holy Cross, Siena, Fairfields. The list goes on and on, women's and men's teams. So for you, what are you doing to what is, what's the preparation to lock in for a game as a broadcaster now? Yeah, well, I definitely uh, switched up my career a little bit just working at the NBA. I was a lot doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And then I realized I want to talk about basketball. Like I want to actually do this and go, you know, full time into it. And I've loved it. Like, I'm glad I made that decision. And the preparation is like, I'm obviously still learning so much and trying to get better each and every time. Um, like I'm pretty <laughs> early in my career, but it's a lot of prep and you know, it's funny before I even started doing it, like I'd watch analysts or listen to them and you just don't realize, oh, they just go out there and talk on TV. But it's like, no, you really you watch a lot of film. Um, you're writing out the stats and, you know, shooting percentages of players. You want to feel really well prepared because, you know, nerves are always going to be there. And obviously, I'm always a little nervous before a game. But when I know I'm really prepared those nerves kind of subside a little bit because I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, I know my information. I know the players. I know what this team is, where they're at in the conference and what's going on and what's the theme of the game um, between these two uh, teams. So it's a lot of film watching, a lot of breakdown of what types of what, – what's their style of play offensively? How do they defend ball screens? Um, what kind of defense do they play? Do they play man or zone? Or are they a fast-paced team? Are they a slow-paced team? Do they run a lot of sets? Do they not? Um, it's just there's a lot of little things. But I also think that has translated over from me being as a player because we used to have to do scouts all the time, right? Like, you know that playing softball. And now I make my scout for these teams. But it's like we used to have to memorize word for word. And just <laughs> like we used to have to memorize word for word each player and their their offenses and their defenses and what they do and have to recite it out loud to our coaches. So it's just like that attention to detail has really um, just like paid off and it's translated into my analyst stuff. And I've loved it. Like it's like I enjoy going to the practices. I enjoy talking to coaches. I enjoy watching film like in the curiosity that comes with it. Like, oh, why? Why do they go to this player? You know, of of who's their leader and who can you see from their body language is kind of their unsung hero. And just like, there's just so much. Um, and probably you use like 5% of it when you go in the game, but you just always want to be well-prepared. That sounds so much like actually playing the game. You're preparing yeah, say 500 pages and you're using, I don't know well, what the math well, is. Well, yeah. Yeah. One page. Like, yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It so is. we got to talk, you're been covering a lot of mid-major teams. Like a lot of the ones I mentioned, we have love for the mid-major. We played. We got it. We got to yeah. put respect on for that. I want to talk to you in particular about Fairfield. Man, oh. they've been doing some things. Megan Anderson was on this podcast, 16.2 points per game right now, 5.1 rebounds. She's in the running for the Becky Hammond Major <laughs> um, Player of the Year Award presented yeah. by Her Hoop Stats. 
talk to me about Fairfield. What have you seen out of them? You you covered them when they played Iona yeah. and other times. So talk to well, me about Fairfield, that. Um, they just they're such a good team. But in covering them and what I've loved about them first, uh, Carly Tebow Dudanis, their head coach. She's just such a great person. And I've been to their practices, got to speak to her a lot. And it, you can tell like from her being a player, how much she resonates with the players now and how they really all play for one another. Like they don't just play with each other, but they play for one another. And you could see that translate onto the court. Like every single player, um, especially on the defensive end, if you really watch their defense, they play like every ball is a dead ball. They switch screens aggressively. They're just on top of it. Like Janelle Brown on their team, I, I Megan Anderson, she is a star for sure. But I also think there's so many other players on that team too because they have so many dynamic scorers, and any of them could really show up on any day. That's what makes them so hard to beat. It's like they're not Megan Anderson is killing it, but they're not just depending on her. Like mm. other players can step up, and I forgot, but they were averaging like 18 assists per game, and that just shows you how much. They move the ball, how much every every single player is touching the ball, getting an opportunity. Um, and I think Nicoletti Leite, like she she would score, like she would score zero points, but she would have like 10 assists. And she was happy. Like she was happy with that, never worried about hers. And that says a lot about that team. And Megan Anderson, obviously, there's not <laughs> how much more can you say about her, just the her ability to play inside out and how she's developed from not just being a a guard or back to the basket, but being able to do both. Yeah, we got to talk more about them, more mid-major love. And we also got to talk about you playing for your national team, bringing a camp to Kosovo, and then also looking ahead to coaching for this yeah. national team. That is coming up after this. Today's episode of Locked On is also presented by FanDuel. Get buckets on your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Today's episode, like I said, is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On and shoot your shot today. All right corny as heck but we're talking about <laughs> shooting your shot and we're talking a little bit more about mid-majors so you mentioned before this there was one sleeper that I know the next has been paying attention to and that's George Mason what yeah. have you seen out of them you said Fairfield is so well-rounded and there's players that it might not reflect on the stat sheet how much they contribute is that kind of a similar vibe that you're getting out of this A-10 team yeah, I will. I think it's it's crazy because when we when I was in college and I graduated in 2022, but George Mason was always at the bottom. Like they were struggling to get up top or even get to the middle. But the way that I think they're a sleeper because they have a lot of talent um, and they're still like putting pieces together. But the way that they play is really fast paced and very they cause they have a lot of havoc on the defensive end. And I think that's what makes them so different and is going to pay well pay off well in the tournament because of how hard they go on both ends of the floor. And I think that's always really important. They also give themselves more like extra possessions because of playing with pace. Like sometimes when people, um, even when we talk about playing with pace, people just think about the transition game, but it's also the half court set, how you play with pace. Are you setting hard screens? Are you spritzing to your spots? Like all those things factor into getting a good shot. And I think George Mason, they're just right there. Like I, I think some wins, some losses slipped away, but I, I think that says a lot about their team. 
I want to hear more about to that half court set and playing with pace in that way. Cause I so agree. I think most of the time we're talking about playing with pace. We're talking about transition ball, running the ball up the court. Is it very common? Would you say if a team is a team that plays with a fast pace, are you also seeing them running those screens hard? Like you were mentioning, or do they not really go hand in hand? No, I, I think they do because sometimes when people, when we talk about playing with pace, people just think of, rim running or sprinting full court and trying to get a transition layup. But I think it's also half court setting. Like if you're not sprinting to your spots or setting a hard screen, or if the weak side isn't occupying the defense and doing their job, the play is not going to work. Like those things all factor into getting a good shot. And um, I think people don't realize that sometimes, like if one person doesn't sprint to the spot or act like a decoy, that throws off the whole play. And that's why when I say playing with pace, like every single person, all five make a difference when it comes to getting a shot is sprinting to your spots. You know, even even if you don't get a transition layup, running the wings wide, because that puts pressure on the defense having to play you. And now that opens up driving lanes, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. It does for sure. And I mean, you're bringing me back. I know I didn't play in college. My high school basketball days, I'm like, you need someone on defense. I got you. Um, and I want to talk to you more about your playing career. So you and I met at Fordham after you transferred from UConn, Avery Point. You started 15 of 32 yeah. games as a freshman. You finished second on the team with an average of 14.5 points per game. And you also contributed 4.9 rebounds per game and 64 assists, 60 steals throughout the year. So you're a defensive-minded player. And did that change a little bit when you started playing for your national team, that identity, or um, did you kind of keep those roots? No, I think I definitely kept those roots because playing at Fordham for Coach Gately, she was always very defensive minded. So mm-hmm. very detail oriented, like your de- she was the type of coach that your defense dictates your offense. And um, like if you're not shooting the ball well or whatever, you can't always control shots going in. Right. Like that's just hard. But you can control how hard you play defense and just being smart on the defensive end. And what I've always loved about Coach Gately is you don't have to be the quickest or the fastest person um, on defense, but it's being smart, like knowing your angles, when to cut people off um, and your positioning on the defensive end, because you could still be in a good position and, and cut someone off, even if you're not the quickest or fastest. It's just being smart, kind of playing the space the right way. So I think that definitely carried over hold on can i <laughs> do you think do you think and i'm gonna tell while you do that i'm gonna tell people a little bit more about about your history too so you don't know went on from you kind of every point transferred to fordham and then played for kosovo met president osmani mayor rama and all these other people so I I mean, you're talking about defense right now, too. You go on and you're playing at a national scale where you're representing your country that doesn't have a lot of resources for basketball as well. So, I, you know, like when you're playing for something like Steph or Sabrina, they were both playing for their little charities. You're playing for your your identity, for your nation, kind of, it seems like at that point. Let me know yeah. if I'm projecting, but did no, that kind of help you be like, spitting. all right, I'm going I'm to hustle a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you're spitting. Um, no, you, you hit it on the head. I think it's like playing for college and playing for your national team was just two different things for me. It was a bigger sense of pride and it was bigger than myself. Like I was playing for a country, a country that my parents um, left because of their under-resourced 
things and just not having an opportunity to really build a life out there. So they came to America to start to kind of have a brighter future for their kids. You know, like they, like my parents wanted to play sports, but couldn't because of, you know, the things that were going on in the country of just the wars and stuff like that. So for me to do, for me to represent their country, um, it was just a big pride and it meant a lot to them because they gave up a lot to live the life that I live now, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And you're living this life now where you're saying you're enjoying what you're doing. You're going to practices, you're going to games, you're calling these games, you're going to all-star weekend. Talk to me a little bit about, say someone wants to make that transition, current college players. I know a lot of them want to transition to broadcasting. Is there any, you know, quick tips you'd want to, to give them to not just get their start, but to really hone in on their craft and kind of non-negotiables that you learned along the way? Yeah, I think for me, first and foremost, was I kept talking about it and wanting to do it, but never did it. Like, I just, I was like, I want to be a broadcaster, but I wasn't acting towards it. I'm like, okay, I want to be a broadcaster. How do I make that happen? Reach out to schools, try to get in. Just first step, just do it. Just, it's going to be scary. And I remember I did my first game as an analyst and I had never did analyst before. And I was nervous. I was scared, but you're never going to feel ready. So that's that's also another thing is you're never going to feel ready to do the things that scare you. Like something I learned is um, those opportunities that come, you belong there. Like you are put in that position for a reason. If you weren't capable, that opportunity wouldn't be there for you. So it's just trust that you belong there. And I think we've talked a lot about this is just imposter syndrome and kind of believe in yourself. Like you need to believe in yourself because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. We're, we're all, we're all people like things happen. Even people at the highest level still mess like mess up. Um, it's just giving yourself grace. That's also another thing. Give yourself grace and the room to grow through those mistakes and just stay encouraged. It's really easy to get discouraged because you're listening to yourself and you're like, oh my God, I sound like this or like that. And we're all nitpicky of our own selves because we're very critical of our own selves. But if you just stay the course, um, just be a good person, continue to watch film and try to get better, listen to different analysts, listen to different people, like you're going to get better. Like there's no way that you're not going to get better if you put in all the work you do. Mm. You don't know where can people find you either watching the game tonight, University St. Louis, watching future games or checking you out on social media. Yeah, um, calling the game tonight. Catch me on social media, E underscore Dona. <laughs> um, and I'll be actually calling a Big East game with Isis Young this Saturday. My girl Ice. Um, what game is it? It is Providence and St. John's. So it'll be a good game. Good game. Good game. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'll be doing the MAC tournament too for women's basketball. So that'll be fun. And stay, stay tuned to Edona. If you follow her, you're going to see me. If you follow me, you're going to see Edona. <laughs> so you can't escape us. Guys, thank you so much for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen of the day. And don't forget, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, like Edona uh, and myself. Plus, our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports today on Amazon Fire TV. I'm Gigi Spear. For myself and for Edona Thaki, thank you so much for making this your first listen. And thank you, Edona. Thank you, Gigi. This was great. Appreciate you.
appreciate you always. I appreciate you more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>